0: another episode of DriftCast. I'm your host, Kali, and with me today is Joe. What's up, Joe?
1: After two months, we're finally back.
0: I know. That was my fault, guys. I'm sorry. I had a lot going on in my life. My arm's you, you, been down.
1: You can't take all the blame for that.
0: Okay, that's true. We also have Matt G with us. What's up, Matt?
2: From such a long hiatus, you actually just picked up a third member. I don't know how that happened.
0: Right? Yes, that's correct. That is the big news. We have a third member of the DriftCast. Uh, Matt G has been joining us. He wants to dip his toes into the world of podcasting. I want to see how long before he runs screaming, but we'll see.
2: I give it to the end of the show. (laughs) Wow, that soon, huh?
0: Right. All right, so let's start off our uh, show with the toast. We'd like to toast our Patreon producers. My name is Mayo, Red Beer Rick, and T Bird, and of course to our newest member of the Driftcast, Matchy.
1: Oh crap! Where's my hot chocolate? Ah. Oh, well, I missed the toast today because
2: I. You're
0: gonna have to make your Slurpy pretend Slurpy sounds. <laughs>
2: That's how I assumed you all usually did it. <laughs>
1: no. Actually, no, we actually do slurp on the show. It's not just a made-up sound. I told Daryl I'm just gonna record a cut of me slurping and just send it to him every week because I'm sick of doing it. This <laughs> point, it's like,
0: <laughs> okay, guys. So, what have you guys been playing on your Switch that everybody else should be playing?
1: Matt, you should go first.
2: Okay. Uh, I know we'll talk more about it in depth when you get to it, Joe, but, uh, obviously picked up Pokemon legends Arceus and dropped about 10 to 15 hours in that already this weekend. So I definitely have very, very in-depth thoughts of it, but, uh, I'll leave that to when Joe gets around and we can go back and forth with that one. But I've also dipped my toes into Yu-Gi-Oh master duel, which, uh, you know, Surprise, surprise, Konami still actually makes video games for some reason.
1: <laughs> only when they're Yu-Gi-Oh, and only when they feel like it.
2: Yeah, because the microtransactions in this one are are pretty severe. Um, they start you off easy enough, they give you some starter decks, they have a solo mode, but they front-load you with gems, and that's their, to use your term, poop sock. Uh, they will...
0: No, 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 I'm uh, sorry, oh, is it- I'm sorry, I'm sorry, we will have to correct you so JT doesn't get upset. Poop oh, is shit, crystals! Oh, they're shit crystals, okay. Yeah, it's, it's shit crystals. Shit, shit, shit crystals. They're,
2: they're, canon- they're Yu-Gi-Oh shit crystals, literally gems, so I guess that's appropriate. Uh, they, they front load you with a lot of them, and you get them by logging in, by using, them, using the decks and duels, by creating your own decks. And they give you more than you could ever really need. Uh, The problem with the game is it's Yu-Gi-Oh! Which means it's been going on for decades now. And there's thousands of thousands of cards. And the problem I have with it is no matter what deck I make. Unless I make like a meta deck. I just lose relentlessly in online play. So. uh,
1: You feel like one turning you, right?
2: Yeah. And they take forever. Corey
1: has. Corey, Corey got zero turn the other day. And I was watching him play. And I was like. Dude, this dude actually plays Yu-Gi-Oh and you just got one turn. Actually yeah. zero, zero turn. He didn't even get a turn cuz the guy just knew what he was doing and I was like, "Oh man." Cuz he said the platinum wasn't that difficult. You just have to play enough to get it. And I was like, "So, I love Yu-Gi-Oh. I'm a Yu-Gi-Oh player as far as like Switch games go. Like I have um whatever the one that just the last one that came out for the Switch and I love that game. If you guys don't have it, it has so much content in it. So if you're a Yu-Gi-Oh player and you're and you don't like and you like to play against a computer, like it's got a ton of story stuff. It actually pretty much goes from like Yu-Gi-Oh! all the way through like all of the Yu-Gi-Oh! cartoons, which is pretty insane that they did that. It's like it's like kinda like playing um Dragon Ball Z um Legacy of Goku. Not Legacy Goku. What's the one that came out? Uh Kakarot. It's kind of like playing Kakarot. It's like the equivalent of Kakarot. You go through like every iteration of Yu-Gi-Oh. And it's it's really fun and refreshing. I, I love like I said, I love the card game. I think it's I think it's a better card game. Well no, I don't think it's a better card game than Pokemon. It's close, but I don't think it's better. It's, I wish they would make another Pokemon card game video game, but they never will. It's, disgu- it's disgusting. I, I want them to make another TCG game like they did for the Game Boy. I think it would be cool. So what are your thoughts when you compare it to like the other Switch release? Did you, did you play the other one?
2: Yeah, I do. I have that one and I have I have pros and cons of both on the original Switch release, uh, Tournament Masters or something like that. I really liked it because it, it's not as brutal when you're going up against uh, from from the aspect of building your decks. It doesn't throw you online against people who've brought over their meta decks from the real card game immediately. My problem with the original game that came out on the Switch in Yu-Gi-Oh! For those of you who don't know, every time you change a phase or play a card, it gives your opponent a chance to do what's called a chain link, which is just adding an effect to the sequence of events that's occurring. Regardless of whether or not you have anything on the board, it's asking you if you want to make these steps. And I found that very annoying in the original uh, Switch game because it just took forever to get through a turn. Oh, you want to go to standby mode? Okay. Hey, do you want to do anything? No, I don't want to do anything. All right. Main phase. Do you want to do anything? No, I don't want to do anything. You played a summon card. Do you want to do anything? Okay. It's getting tiresome. The master duel that just came out kind of streamlines a lot of it And it intelligently decides, hey, you really don't have anything, so we're not going to ask you if you want to chain anything to the sequence. So I like it very much in that regards. But then, like I said, you get online to duel, and I wouldn't even have a problem with one-turn kill decks playing them. It's just that the people that play them take five minutes to do their turn. They sit down and think on every single step on what they want to do, and I'm sitting here going, Alright, so let's go. Oh, my turn finally? Here's my, here's my summon. Okay, I can't do anything else. End my turn. On for another five minutes, waiting for them to do what they need to do. So, so
0: I have a question about the game. Now, with the game, do, do you get sufficient enough cards, or good cards, that you can play, or is it towards, is it so bad that they want you to spend those gens to buy those, to spend those microtransactions?
2: I don't think I've gotten far enough where I felt the need to spend gems. Like a pack of cards is a hundred gems. So a thousand gems will get you 10 packs. Here's the actual cool thing about the game. Every card across the entire game is available for you to create. So just like in Hearthstone or other collectible card games on the computer, you can shard your cards that you don't want and it'll give you a currency then you use that currency to create cards that you want so i used a bunch of my gems to open up a bunch of packs uh, deconstructed all the cards that came with those and then used those gems to build the deck i wanted to make so I did the, all that without spending a dime, which I really appreciated from a starting point. But like I said, the deck I wanted to play is just not good enough to go against online, so I'm sticking to the solo mode for right now. And it's got a pretty in-depth uh, solo campaign, so there's that.
1: I thought it was. Right. I, pl- I played a few matches. I thought. Sorry, I played a few matches. I thought it was pretty cool that you could uh, every time you beat like a um, like a story, like kind of like what they would call a story, like each like leader or like person that owns the deck like you get that deck? I thought that was pretty cool too.
2: Yeah, it, really it was. your
1: cards quickly?
2: Yeah, um and the thing about some of that is the the cards you get from those you can't break down into the into the gems you need or whatever the the currency is. But you get enough gems from doing your dailies and other missions that they give you to be able to buy whatever packs you want. So it's it's they're pretty forgiving in the beginning, but I imagine as you start getting further down the line, it's going to ramp up to oh, I need to spend money to get some of these gems because I need to get the new pack that came out.
0: Right. So I can only imagine that you get to that point and then you go into the store and all of a sudden it pops up and says, "You've activated my trap card. You have to buy gems." <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's very apt in how that would appear because oh man, oh they're releasing that new pack. I need to. I need to do something. Oh, I need to get those. Oh, I don't have any gems. All right. Here comes the wallet. But I've I've heard rumors. I've heard rumors that they're going to be doing different modes where right now online dueling is with any deck, any card that you want. And for those of you familiar with Yu-Gi-Oh, they have what's known as forbidden, limited and semi-limited. So you can either have no cards of that kind in your deck, one card of that kind in your deck or two cards of that kind in your deck when the normal limit for normal card is three. And that's any card across the entire Yu-Gi-Oh universe at this point. I've heard rumors that what they're going to do is they're going to open up plays to like classic Yu-Gi-Oh or Yu-Gi-Oh DX or Yu-Gi-Oh Zextel, whatever that one cartoon was in the different universes. That way, if you're more familiar with that type, Of that gameplay from Yu-Gi-Oh!, you can kind of sequester yourself to that era. So I think if if they follow through with that, it'll I'll definitely be playing it a little bit more because the amount of things that they've added over the years, cards are longer than War and Peace. It just gets exhausting trying to read it all and figure out what exactly they all do.
1: It is insane. Like, and just because like they don't just go off like the base rules for Yu-Gi-Oh! for like when Yu-Gi-Oh! started, they use like the current rules even with base cards and i'm like there's just so much to know and so much to like learn and i feel like the the master duel doesn't do a good enough job of teaching whereas like the the switch the the legacy of the duelist i think was the one that the switch one. that one did a really good job of like hand holding you and kind of teaching you for like the first few like stories and then like letting you off on your own after you know you kind of have like some semblance of how to play Oh.
2: So yeah, Master Duel actually in the solo campaign has different missions, which teaches you some of the updated stuff. But like I said, it's some of the cards just they go on forever, and by the time I end reading them, I have no idea what it was said at the beginning of the card, and it's throwing <laughs> it's like terms magic. out. Of, yeah, no, exactly, <laughs> and it's throwing out terms to you that I uh, link duel, uh, summon special summon with a uh, with an alternate deck. I just. Uh, that's it, 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 the reason i left the physical card game back in the day because when i started playing and uh i'm facing somebody across the table and i had to ask them every five seconds what that card did i was like okay it's time for me to get out of this so i'm spending too much money and not enough time on it
0: all right what about you joe I'm even though i know old. what you're gonna say <laughs> <laughs>
1: well i was playing a few things this week uh i was playing the messenger because that game's absolutely fantastic for anybody who hasn't played the messenger. It's a, uh, basically a love letter to Ninja Gaiden and the creators are like obsessed with Ninja Gaiden. And they want to make a game that like really gotten, went back to like the roots of what, like a, um, a 2d sprite based and kind of 3d uh, when, when the, when the, when the actual twist happens in the game, um, basically platforming side scrolling, you know, action game. And I think they did a really great job. I mean, I watched a video where the, Original creators of Digiguard got to sit down and watch them play the game, and they were like, "Oh my god, this is like, this is like what we made 25 years ago," and it just it blew them away that what they were able to accomplish. And I was fighting a boss in the in the like the Temple of Time or whatever the hell it was called, and the boss is just like kicking my ass. Like that game is just brutally difficult, and it's fun. Did you did you finish it, Matt, or did you not
2: finish it? I didn't finish it, but I I will say the music in that game is Absolutely top oh top my top god. god! If I could just get like the audio on that playing in the background when I'm studying or something, it helps me get into the it groove,
1: pump you up, right? Yeah, I I want to use it when I go for runs now because like it, it's it's dope. It's almost as good as the Ninja Gaiden music. Almost, it's like it's like a Ninja Gaiden soundtrack to me is like top level NES soundtracks. It's that Ninja Turtles and there's not really anything that's like in that like maybe castlevania and then like it kind of trickles down from there like ducktales is in there somewhere but this game is right up there with those games like the soundtrack is just amazing top to bottom every single song is just one banger after another and the game just is so buttery smooth like the controls work so well and i started playing it on docked because i was like i was only playing a handheld for so long and i played it docked and i was like man this is a totally different experience like this you need the pro controller for that. I have it, yeah. This this harkens back to me playing like Ninja Gaiden on my couch as a kid. Like how good the controls are and how, how smooth and buttery smooth the game is. It's it's a masterpiece, honestly. And I don't use that word very like I'm not Levi, I'm not throwing it out after playing 15 <laughs> minutes after that. playing 15 minutes of a game, but I mean this game it, it was probably my it's probably my second favorite Switch indie game of all time. And, and, and I haven't finished it yet, under Shovel Knight. Shovel Knight's still. It's just there's just, just something about Shovel Knight. It's just a special game to me.
0: I have to go back replay that game and beat it.
1: You should. I mean, I want a reason to play it. I think I'm just going to beat it again this year. I, I don't think I'm going to take the point for it because I'm not about taking points for things I've already beaten. Even though we're allowed to do that, I'm just not that kind of person. I never no, will be. we're not.
0: Don't even start that rumor. We're not talking about that. That's on a different show. Let's move on. What's the next thing you been play?
1: <laughs> Other than that, um, I played Pokemon Legends Arceus. That's really all I played on my Switch. I put it about four, four hours, four-ish hours. And it's funny. It, this game is just... The best way to put it is this is a new Pokemon game. And new is like the word I can stress more than anything in this game. Because it's different. And that's what makes it such a good game and that's why i'm loving my time with it because one i feel like it respects my time whereas like the original pokemon games or the formulaic pokemon games don't respect my time at all it's like here (laughs) go catch six guys all right cool i mean they changed up the formula a little bit in um, in sword and shield where they let you have the ability to change out your pokemon like right there like you don't have to go back to a pokemon center which i haven't witnessed that arceus can you do that in arceus can you change them out on the fly
2: no, you have to go back to your camps, but that uh, need,
1: so that's something I don't like, but i can I could deal with it
2: but here's the thing: you can outside of combat, you can quick travel back to any camp you want.
1: It's so cool, it is so cool, just to be like map, go back home, map, go here. Uh, the game's just so good Kali. I can't wait till you can play it because you're gonna love it
2: what it's- What I really like about it is they like you said, they've changed up some of the formulas, oh. You need a specific move that you want to do to research. Okay. Well, all your moves are available to all of your Pokemon at any time. You just have to swap them out they and they have out to out of your active four.
1: They have to keep that feature. That is my probably my wait, second. Wait,
0: wait, 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 wait. What?
1: So every time you learn them, so you learn moves very like just like you do in the normal game, right? Yeah. But it pops up it pops up a blurb. So like every time you do something in the game, it's kinda of like Breath of the Wild, where it gives you do like a little like ting. And then it tells you, oh, you learned a move, or oh, you leveled up, and like even when you evolve, Kalai, you don't evolve when you reach certain levels anymore. It gives you the ability to evolve, but you don't have to. It, so
2: it, maybe we should take everybody back from the beginning on this one because this is the the things that they've changed are amazing. And, oh, it's um, so it's so good, like so so no yeah, longer. Real,
0: real quick, before we go into this, I said to Jim, I said, oh my god, everybody's liking the new Pokemon. I might need to get to it. Get it. He's like. Why Kali? It's the same game. Rehashed. No, over it's over nope.
1: to- Jim would like this game. I'm telling you. Because it's so much like Monster whoa, Hunter.
0: whoa. those are it, bold. <laughs> so, okay, so it's
1: so much like Monster Hunter. I think he could get through the Pokemon ness of it. Dead serious. Because
2: so, the exploration
1: is so good.
2: So in Sword and Shield, they introduced these wild areas. These were free range, open areas that yeah. you can go. You see the Pokemon, you're like, all right, I want to go engage that one. I want to go engage that one. Oh, I don't want anything to do with that one. I'm going to run away. That's what this entire game is now. And unlike Sword and Shield, it doesn't chug out in the wild. Like, <laughs> say what they say, say. People leading up to the release of this game, it was like, oh, the graphics are trash. I can't believe this. This is not 2022.
1: They're rough. Yeah. They're rough. I'm not going to lie. I, without They're rough, a doubt. But I don't care because the gameplay... Far out exceeds the it's graphics.
2: so like. smooth. It's so smooth. You're out in the wild. It doesn't chug. It doesn't drop frame. And Kalai, you know how sensitive I am to dropped frames. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it's to the point where this is, they reward you for exploring. Oh, that mountain, I'm going to go over there. Oh, cool. I found one of the 107 whiffs I need to find as part of this one mission. So breaking away from the traditional format, you now have, you get your starter Pokemon, you get missions, you go out into the world. And Joe, tell me if you notice this, but the the funniest thing about the change of this is not just the gameplay, but the attitude. In the old Pokemon games, Pokemon are our friends. They help us. In this game, Pokemon are terrifying. You're going to die if you well, go but out like, there.
1: Yeah, but like they're wild animals. Like they should be. And it's, not, it's not like glorified dogfighting, which is really what Pokemon is. Like if you tear <laughs> Pokemon down to like its core... It's just glorified dog fighting like it is like they're they're making these Pokemon fight against each other at their against their will, and this game what? respects Pokemon because it's the beginning of Pokemon. <laughs> this is the beginning this is where it all starts like you get these like super like like really terrible looking like made out of like rock and wood pokeballs that like <laughs> that don't look like they could catch anything, and the cool thing is like okay, so like there's no more gyms gone. Like, we don't worry that there's no more bullshit of catching or getting eight badges. And there's yeah, there's no, no more.
2: There's no gyms.
1: No eight badges bullshit. No Elite Four bullshit. That's all gone because that doesn't exist yet because leagues don't exist yet. So this is all prior to, like, anything existing.
0: Is this a prequel?
2: Yes. It, yes.
1: So you're filling out the first Pokédex in history. That's your main goal of the game. That's all the game is. But-
2: so here. Go ahead, Jeff.
1: And you would think that like, that's not enough, but it's more, it's more than I ever thought it could ever, could ever be like, it's like taking Pokemon back to what it should be, which is gotta catch them all like this, this, this goes back to gotta catch them all. I wish they would have put gotta catch them all underneath the (laughs) tagline for the game, because that's what this is. But it's cool because like, they give you like these research uh, things. So every Pokedex has a research listing with the Pokemon, right? And you have to do X amount of moves with that move. You have to kill X amount of that Pokemon. You have to catch it X amount of times. And then like it fills up the Pokedex to completion. It's not just catching them. It's doing things with them. It's it's, it's just really cool. Like I'm, I'm enjoying this game more than I ever thought I would. And I was on the fence. And then once, the re- once I saw the 9 out of 10s and the 10 out of 10s and the 5 out of 5s. And I was like, okay. And everyone still complains about the graphics. But everyone says that the game is just so different that they can forgive all of that. And I have to agree.
2: So what, what I really liked about it is, like Joe was saying, you're filling out the first Pokedex, and in the old Pokemon, you capture the Pokemon, it gives you the information. You're like, okay, on to the next one. I'm done. I don't have to capture that one anymore. Here, it gives you reasons to actually go out and catch multiples of the same Pokemon, fight it multiple times. The worst thing I hated about the old Pokemons was the grind of, all right, going out there, have to walk in tall grass, got to find this one, got to find that one. Here, you see it all. And you engage until you're done. And you're done with your research tasks. And once you've collected your research tasks, you turn them in and then you get credit. And then you get the entry for that Pokedex, you know, the flavor text that they like to throw in for all of them. But I, I felt the really ironic turnaround was in the old Pokemon games don't go into the tall grass. That's. That's where it's dangerous. Pokemon hide in the tall grass. Here, you hide. you're hiding. <laughs> you're hiding from them because there are certain research tasks that go, capture this po- Pokemon without it spotting you. And you're sitting there yeah, like a so gorilla cool. throwing so Pokeballs cool. out at them, hoping they don't see you.
1: And you, cr- <laughs> and you craft your Pokeballs in this. You craft your potions, all your items. You craft everything. You don't have to buy things.
2: You, you can. can.
1: You can, but why would you? And it's really cool like to get like materials like you throw your pokeball out with your pokemon and it smashes the tree or it smashes the rocks and then you get the resources. It's that just so quick. It's just so cool. Yeah, everything is just so quick. So
0: yeah. how's the storyline?
2: Good
1: cuz it's an actual story. You're not just going badge to badge with like m- minor people talking to you here and there. It's a deep story and it's very mature. It's this is not a kids it, it, I would say it's not a kids game because you have to have some pretty good reading skills to play this one. It's not it's not elementary like, school reading. It's
2: Like I said, every five seconds, you got the commander telling you, yo, you're going to die if you go out there if you're not careful, which is something I've never heard of in a Pokemon game before.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. And that professor, the professor theme is a banger, man. His theme every time he shows up is just so good.
2: Oh, and when they're eating potato moki Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the story, it revolves around you, you know, researching the Pokemon, finding out why these special guardians of the woods are enraged. And then you're, you're acting as the go-between of certain clans in the area. And that's where I'm going to leave it without spoiling too much, but it really is engaging. And the research tax really make it that I want to go out there and find more. I've put like 10 to 15 hours in this game already. And I'm like, wow, I could spend a lot more in here.
1: I think the game's about 40 or 45 hours and then 60 hours to complete everything, which is pretty, it's it's not long because I think it's like 300 hours to do almost everything in Sword and Shield. Like it's a lot. There's a lot to do in Sword and Shield, but I also feel like Sword and Shield had a very different template and it was basically just catches, catch everything. And this game is catch everything, but it's it's different. There's just different things to do. And I think if you like Pokemon and you're looking for a change, like you're, even if you're a lapsed Pokemon fan, you're like, I don't want to get Pokemon because the same song and dance all the time. I would say if you really like what Pokemon is and what it like what it truly can be, like you should check this game out. Honestly, like the sixty dollars is well worth the price tag. It's a, it's a beautiful game, It plays very well. I w- I would check it out. I can't I can't say enough. It's my recommendation for the month, one hundred percent, like hands down.
2: I will say this: there's no PvP, so don't go in there expecting to you know find other real life trainers card. and fighting them and i am perfectly fine with that as if my discussion about Oh wasn't anything i don't want to go in and fight these meta groups and and get slaughtered that's no fun to me
1: so now i have a question for you matt because you played it and i played it do you want this to be the spin off side series or do you want to see all this integrated into the main series like where are you with that
2: I think can we
1: go th- back or is this like monster there-
2: <laughs> there's so there is a special place in my heart for traditional pokemon but i'm talking about you know uh red blue uh, or fire red leaf green fire red and leaf green are the top ones um,
1: they're my they're my favorite
2: soul silver heart gold and then omega ruby and alpha sapphire the, like that era anything after that i could take it really- i didn't pick up uh Brilliant Diamond or Shining Pearl. I
1: like Diamond and Pearl. If you've never played them, I would play them just because you've never played I them.
2: Did. They're, they're and, the, and.
1: I did. Li- I like That's the last real Pokemon game besides X and Y that I liked. I love X and Y. I thought X and Y did a really good job of trying to modernize Pokemon as much as it could, going to 3D sprites, changing things up. It did a good job. And I felt like Sun and Moon did a terrible job. Correct. They, they tried to change too much, too fast. The tutorial was way too fucking long. It, it, there was so many things wrong with that game. And then, then they fixed it with the next entry. They Sword and Shield fixed a lot of things, but also pissed a lot of people off. I it was think too they, linear for me. I think they fixed a lot of things with the DLC, though. DLC was really great. Adding another extra like yes. 100, 200 Pokemon was absolutely great. Like Bringing the count up to like almost 600 people in one game was uh, crazy good.
2: And I totally get the idea of not wanting to put all 1,000 plus Pokemon into a single game anymore. That's why I like this one. Not no, all want, of them are I in want, here.
1: I want them all. I want them all. I just because I can play Pokemon forever. That's just the kind of person I am. Pokemon's a comfort food for me. It's one of those games like Hyrule Warriors where I just go back to it and just play a level or catch a Pokemon or do something. Like, and I that's the only thing I don't like about this game. I feel like once I finish everything, it's just gonna be done and there's gonna be no reason to play it again.
0: So, here's my question to you Is there any kind of trading co op? Like, is it no. worth it for so if that there, worth- there's,
2: there's trading, there's trading, yeah, yeah, trading. yeah. but there's, there's no like co op missions, you can't dual battle against stuff. There's not a lot of trainer battles so far in this one per se. You get a couple people who go, I want to challenge you, and then you, you know, ridiculously school them. And then you move on to the main purpose of the game, capturing and researching Pokemon. That that's the name of the game. It's not so much battling anymore, though there is battling and you do you can capture Pokemon without battling a la Pokemon Go, or let's go Eevee and let's go Pikachu. And then others attack you on site and you have to battle them to whittle down their health and try to capture them.
1: It's crazy how like they could just, you can die. You can die in this Pokemon game. Let's just put that out there. You, you as they, the trainer
2: as can the get trainer poisoned. Can
1: die. You can die, you can get poisoned, you can black out. It's very different. Like they're not just attacking Pokemon anymore, they're attacking you, which is how it is in the cartoon, which I thought was very refreshing to see like they kind of bring that in. as like you're you're a victim too. like you they'll go after you and it's funny because like when they spot you they'll run at you and i'm like oh no i don't want to i don't want to f with this guy so i'll like run away like i saw a rapid ash earlier today and i was like i'm gonna try and get that and i was like no it's aggressive it's good to try trying to attack yeah me.
2: so um, they've got these pokemon called alpha pokemon and you note them by their red glowing eyes you know they're going to be higher level than what your general area is so i'm out there just catching a bunch of teddy ursa Going, okay, this is easy. Oh, there's there's the uh, Alpha Ursa Ring. Okay. But they don't show you the levels until you get into a battle with them. And my Pokemon are, like, level 35 to 40. He pops up, 55. I'm like, nope, peace out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, I have a question. Are you, are you limited by your level? Because, like, back in the old Pokemons, you would have to get that badge to, like, be able to use a Pokemon that's greater than 20 or... Okay.
2: So actually yeah yeah so you do have you you have now what's called star levels and unlike the old ones you don't you don't get star levels by beating something you get star levels by experience and what happens is you get that experience by researching and as your star level goes up yes pokemon up to level 30 65 55 65 will begin to obey you but you're not gated off in your immediate area It's kind of like Monster Hunter, like Joe said, is that you get different zones. Once you have access to that zone, you can go anywhere in that zone. Good, bad, or indifferent. If you choose to go after an alpha Pokemon and three other Pokemon decide to uh, gang up on you, yes, it's your one Pokemon versus three, four, five other Pokemon in a battle. And it gets kind of terrifying at that point when the alpha is just destroying you and everybody else is plinking away as well.
0: Gotcha. Okay, now normally. I would talk about what I've been playing on the switch. However, due to me having a problem with my arm, I cannot play any. Wait kind of a second. Games.
1: I'm going to stop you there. I'm going to stop you there. Let's talk about the last few things you played in the switch. Cause we haven't been on for two months. So there's gotta be something you played since the last time we came on.
0: That we, we haven't, we've already talked about it though. I played neon abyss and I played the new um, role playing game. We were both playing. How are you doing in that? Uh the 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 Shin Megami.
1: Oh, uh that game is tough as balls. Yes. It does not respect my time at all.
0: No, it does not. <laughs> and that's okay
1: because it's Shimigami and I love Shimigami. And I'm willing I'm willing to be up for that challenge, honestly. But I, I have to say that game is, is fun as hell. It's beautiful. You don't have Shimigami Tensei. If you only pick up Pokemon or Shimigami, I would say get Pokemon right now, because it's it's comfort food. You can beat it quickly and then move on to Shimigami later. But I, I But yeah, I, I would say... D- wait, didn't you play... Have, weren't you playing Bravely Default 2?
0: I was, but I stopped when a Shin Minigansi came out. So like, oh, it, well, we, we've already talked about it. So pretty much...
1: Did we? I don't think we talked about Bravely Default 2 on the show. Yeah,
0: I absolutely talked about that. Oh. Yeah. So oh. Let's, mo- let's move on to February 2022 releases. Yes, me- let's do that. Well, it took me a little time digging, but I found them.
1: I think it's a very dry month for the Switch. I don't think there's much in February. I think it's actually, mostly all on PS5, right?
0: No, some of the stuff is actually coming out on Switch. Well, debatable if it's worth it. Let's talk about it. The Let's first go. the first game to come out is Life is Strange, the remastered collection. is coming to Switch.
1: That's cool. Um, I love the Life is Strange games. I haven't played the third one yet, and I really want to, but I'm obviously going to play that on the PS5 just because, you know, it's where my bread and butter is. My trophies! It's where they're at. So... I would say if you can't play Life is Strange anywhere else and you have a Switch, you'd owe it to yourself to play these games because they're beautiful pieces of art. They're not just games, they're pieces of art. And they're very well written and crafted. And I have to give it up to uh, to the developers because they did an excellent job with these three games. I know... Um, deep, no, 9 didn't. They didn't make the last one, did they? They only made the first two, right? There's a different company for the third one?
0: I don't remember. I don't I know. i never so, played them.
1: But, um... They're fantastic games. You should definitely check them out if you want to switch. It gets my recommendation. Pick it up. Matt, what do you what do you think about Life is Strange?
2: I haven't played a single Life is Strange, but I've watched a couple playthroughs and I think if you're into story, these are the games for you. They've they've got so many different paths they can take and the stories are truly engaging. I just I haven't gotten into, you know, uh telltale type games where you're walking around searching stuff and and acting on that for a while but uh the life is strange series is really if you enjoy a good story i could say yeah you definitely want to check this one out
0: i've never played the life is strange or watched videos i intend to play it but i would probably play it on xbox because if you do have an xbox it is free for game Pass. The next one, which I'm not even sure, I don't think it should be coming out from the Switch, but hey, dying light to stay human.
2: So this is that cloud version, yes. And, and uh, I kind of put them down for a little bit later on the list. It's I, I am not a fan of paying for a game that you don't physically download or have a cartridge of.
1: I agree. Or it, or you, or I have to pl- I have to use my portable system i'm gonna put it in quotations again portable because people don't it's a hybrid but if i can't i don't have internet access where i am i can't play it so what the fuck is the point of it what's the point of cloud gaming on the switch please somebody tell me like i'm gonna stop my rant here somebody please tell me what the point of cloud gaming is on the switch because if it's money money if it's supposed to be portable how are you supposed to play it
2: money. That's the purpose, but it's not your purpose. It's Nintendo's Oh hold on,
1: hold on, Nanny. I need to connect to your Wi-Fi so I can play my <laughs> game at your house.
2: I hope Nanny has a s- good...
1: <laughs> Give me two seconds.
2: Oh, I hope sorry, Nanny has a good uh, connection.
1: <laughs> no, Nanny's internet's like... It's all Tyler.
0: <laughs>
1: no. No cloud gaming. It gets a pass for me. I don't know next
0: yeah i was gonna say if you're gonna play dying light 2 i would play it on playstation pc xbox anything but the switch
1: i heard the definitive edition runs well on the switch that they just released i think last month or the month before that pick that up play that don't if Is you're gonna that buy a this,
0: download? i thought that was cloud gaming as well
1: no that's that got a physical release i believe mm. it's like just 60, because he got 64 gig he- cartridge
0: just because it's got a physical release doesn't mean it's not a cloud
1: game. Because, because you know that 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 studio was like, oh, we'll pay the cost to get the bigger cartridge. Unlike Nintendo, who's like, no, you can download the other four games. Suck it. We're not going to put them on the cartridge. But again, that's another rant for another day. We, we could do this all day. What's next, Ali?
0: Ali Ali World.
1: That looks pretty cool. Isn't that like the open world Ali Ali game? Or- I have
0: no idea. It- I've never played an Ali Ali game.
2: So. I saw this on the Nindies broadcast a couple of months back. Yes, yeah, where I saw it. And it generally interested me as coming from the old Tony Hawk days. Oh, it's a skateboarding game. Let's see what this is about. And it's kind of like best thing I can think of is like Paperboy, but on a skateboard and doing tricks on a static level. And it looks interesting. The art style is really neat. It it's it's definitely got its own style. And what's funny was when you sent over the Google Doc for us to list, I started putting it down without even reading the list first, and then I looked up and saw it was already on there. So if that tells you that you know the interest is there for this, uh, I think that comes out very early February, and uh, definitely takes a look at some videos at it. I think it looks fun.
0: I've never played All the Other World, so to me, I don't know. All right, the next game on the list is dynasty warriors nine empires joe
1: Huh. no no because i have a ps4 a ps4 so and honestly like i i can't keep buying every muso game over and over again because then i don't beat the ones that i actually own so
0: well, what about if you don't have a ps4
1: if you don't have a ps4 i would pick up empires uh it's empires right
0: uh yes
1: Empire, well, so Empire is a little bit different than regular Dynasty Warriors 9. It's more of like a romance of the three kingdoms smashed with Dynasty Warriors in like one collaborative game. They're very different games. They're not just straight up like Musou games. You have to like control your areas and like manage your forts and stuff. It's a pain in the ass. I don't like the Empire series because I am a straightforward just Musou player. I just like the straightforward Dynasty Warriors style. It's a pass for me.
0: No, you don't play Dynasty games, correct, uh, correct uh, Matt?
2: The closest I played was Hyrule Warriors uh, and maybe uh, Gundam Warriors back in the day. But it's been a long time since I've tried any Dynasty Warriors, especially after the, I heard about the scathing reviews from, what was it, 8 that came out? Um, heard it was not good. I think from Joe's mouth, I heard that it wasn't a good game, but from other podcasters as well, I heard that it, it just <laughs> wasn't representative of what Dynasty needs to be.
1: It's just different. They are just trying to do so many different things, not just make it like a just straight Musou game. We're just killing like thousands of enemies. They want to they wanted to change up the formula. They changed a lot in nine. And I'm excited to see what they do with 10, because the rumor is 10 supposed to come out this year because the anniversary is this year. I think it's the 25th anniversary of the franchise. So I think they're doing 10 this year, but I'll hold my breath because they say a lot of things that don't come to fruition. The movie's out in Japan, I think the Netflix movie. Which looks absolutely amazing because, like, the people who worked on like Crouching Tiger and like other movies like that did the movie, so it looks absolutely phenomenal. If you can find like a trailer for it on YouTube, you should definitely check it out.
0: The next game was kind of a surprise for me. Monarch.
1: Oh, you missed a few. Did you miss? Did you miss the, the other cloud game that comes out this month?
0: I'm not done yet. Could we get to? Could we finish? Oh, the Monarch.
1: Monarch looks interesting. That's all I can say about Monarch. I don't know if I buy it though. Like, it's what's the price tag on that?
0: I don't know. I just saw it. I'm gonna look it. it, I'm gonna
1: look it up. So, Uh, for
0: anybody that doesn't know, Monarch is a uh, you nourish your ego and madness to harness the power of demons in a tactical RPG.
1: Oh shit! All right, gotta buy this. (laughs) Yeah, it's a Ichi game. I gotta buy it. It's an IS game. I'm gonna buy it. I'm gonna buy it day one even if I don't play it because it's just gonna go in the library. I'll get a physical copy of this because it's gonna be very rare and very expensive.
0: What about you, Matt? It's
1: made from the same people that make this guy, so gotta
2: buy it. going to be honest, seeing it on the list here was the first time I ever heard about it, so uh, just looking at it on the store now and the art style looks awesome.
0: Yeah, it does. Oh,
2: good. and there's a demo.
0: Yes, there is a demo. Thank you. There is a demo if anybody wants to try I might actually try the demo when I can play games again. After that is Blood Bowl 3. Pass.
2: I had no interest in the other Blood Bowls much less than on the Switch. I just I get it. I I get there's an audience for it. But you know me and sports in general. Therefore (laughs) anything even Listen, the closest thing I want sports related is Mutant League Hockey. And that's oh, about it. That'd be sweet.
0: All right. Um, Evil Dead, the game is supposed to be released this month, but it doesn't have a release date.
1: That's coming to the Switch? Yeah. On the cloud? Because I don't know how that's no. running on the Switch.
0: No, there's another cloud game coming out. The last couple of games on the list don't have a release date. And that's the I know cloud game you're getting. It's on my list, which you would have known if you looked at the notes. So you told me you didn't look at the notes. So
1: What are are notes? What are show notes?
0: (laughs) I'm very curious. I'm going to look up Evil Dead because I'm an Evil Dead fan. I don't know if I played.
1: It's a multiplayer game, I believe. It's not a it's not a single player game. It's a multiplayer game similar to Friday 13th.
0: Oh,
2: I have concerns.
1: I don't cuz of the Friday the 13th thing. I just have concerns because I don't know how that shit's going to run on the Switch.
2: I have concerns about yes, how it's going to run on the Switch as well as it's an Evil Dead game. They haven't had the greatest track record to begin with.
1: But if they gave us what we wanted and it was just a single player like Evil Dead campaign where you're playing as Ash, like I would want to play that. Like I, I don't want to play a multiplayer Evil Dead game. That's the problem.
0: I agree with you. All right. The next game I'm going to talk about is the, probably the other cloud gaming you were talking about, which is Kingdom Hearts <laughs> one through three.
1: No, no, I will not be buying these. Not for the price tag they want. I think it's like ninety dollars to buy all three. Are you? Are you like okay? It's time for rent. Are you fucking <laughs> kidding me? Ninety dollars for Kingdom Hearts.
0: And it can't be portable because it's the cloud version. The fucking collection is twenty dollars on the PS4
2: to own the whole thing. I gotta pay remember. that Nintendo tax. Nintendo,
1: that's like Nintendo, like income tax return, like raping. <laughs> that's like, that's like, that's like, hey, like, oh, you like taxing? Let's tax you 79% of the purchase. Like, no. And they're not going to run, uh, first of all, like one and two don't even need to be cloud games. Like, that's r- absurd.
0: I know, like, that's what I was thinking, because you could play, like, PlayStation... That's like PlayStation Wait, are they Clara. all... Clou-
1: wait, hold on. Are they all cloud games, or is just three a cloud game? I can understand three being a cloud game, but even not. It's a PS-fucking-4 game. A PS4 game should be able to run the Switch. Not well, but should be able to. Let's be no. realistic here.
0: No, no, I think they're all clouds.
1: That's absurd! Kingdom Hearts 2 is, what, a 20-year-old game? Or Kingdom Hearts 1? The way,
0: by the way, if they're going to do this... They should put Final Fantasy Seven characters in there, you know why? so it would truly be the cloud collection
1: oh wow <laughs> womp, womp. Womp, womp. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, honestly i don't know who's going to spend the money on these. I think they're each like thirty dollars a piece or twenty dollars a piece It's expensive, like you can buy all these like on PlayStation sales they're like five dollars a piece every time they go on sale,
2: yeah, right here on the. Uh, on the eShop, all of them state cloud version right underneath. 1.5, 2.5, 2.8, Final Chapter Prologue. Yeah. Yeah, they're all cloud. And I wonder if that has something to do with the size of the games. Um, Maybe it's because they, since the games are going to be larger than what a Switch can hold.
1: What? No, that's BS. Because look how big Breath of the Wild is. And that's... Nintendo has a magic power of being able to compress file sizes. I don't know what they do. Maybe they go to the magic file compressing fairies and they compress <laughs> these games into like, I don't know how they do it. It's, it's magical because I don't know how Arceus is only six gigs. When I saw that it was six gigs, I was like, this game's either really short and shitty or they did some magic here because to be an open world game and only be six gigs is pretty fucking fantastic.
2: Well, you, the thing you got to remember is sound files, sound and kingdom hearts is a very dialogue laden game dialogue laden trilogy so that probably takes up a ton of space um outside of that yeah i'm not getting it why they have to make one or two cloud versions it doesn't make sense to me i just
1: i i cannot i cannot recommend this this is a pass. like you gotta pass on this don't, don't vote with your wallet here people don't allow this to happen like we finally got kingdom hearts and they couldn't even give them physically to us like, that's disgusting. Like, we've asked for so long for these to come to the Switch, and then they do us dirty. So, it, it makes me worry about what they're going to do for the Final Fantasy um, collection that's supposedly coming to the Switch this year. The Pixel collection? I wonder if we're going to get, like, a cloud version of that. They're going to say it can't run on the Switch. It's okay. If, if Final Fantasy 1 through 6 can't run the Switch, then I'm just going to throw my Switch in the trash because this is fucking ridiculous at this point. Now you're just making shit up. <laughs> <laughs> like,. <laughs>
0: All right, so we're going to do slight topic of the show, and this week's topic is we're going to get to know Matt, because Matt is brand new. We've already done introductions of ourselves, and now it's Matt's turn.
1: Oh, so you, Matt. missed my fa- you missed my favorite game for February, the only game I'm actually buying in February.
0: Oh, wait, you're right. I'm sorry. Let's go back. Rewind.
1: <laughs> so Atelier Sophie 2 is coming out in February, which I'm so excited for because we're getting okay. another Atelier game. In February. There's,
0: there's another game I, I put on my list. I skipped it to come back to it and forgot it anyways.
1: Oh, what, what else is there?
0: Majora's Mask on Switch Online. So we should talk about this because it is Switch Online. So what do we think about this?
1: Matt, you can go first because I have a lot to say.
2: Nintendo tax again. Kali. I'm part of your Switch Online family. And what was the first thing I said when they came out with this? Mm, not worth it to me. But everybody else in the family said, hey, yeah, I don't care. Let's throw it. And the second I booted up a N64 game and the janky ass control schemes that they have for Nintendo 64 games like, oh, you need access to your directional button here. Hold down this button and it changes your face layout. It's all, again, stuff that they want to do to sell you the N64 controller that they made specifically for that thing.
0: So I have to go buy it.
2: God damn it Kalai
1: Don't do this Kalai, it's disgusting This this whole thing is disgusting
2: So guess what, I have Majora's Mask On my 3DS I have Ocarina of Time on my 3DS If I'm going to play it, I'm going to play an optimal version Which are those, not the Janky ass re-release With no real bug fixes Back from 1990s To play Majora's Mask Sorry, that's If you have nothing else Okay, I see your point But Majora's Mask is released time and time again. Sorry, there's other ways to play it.
1: I mean, honestly, if you're if you're really that hard up to play Majora's Mask, buy a 3DS. Please, or play it on your Wii U, because I'm sure you downloaded on there because you're a fucking Nintendo lemming like the rest of us and you buy every (laughs) single thing they make and every single version of every fucking game they make. So, you know, you got it on like seven other devices. So I don't know why people are always like, gotta have it on the latest device. You have like four other Nintendo's like dusty ass consoles sitting right next to you. Don't lie to yourself. Y'all know it's true. So just pick one of the old ones up and play it there like it's like I don't get it. Like like what do people like I want like people bitch and complain about virtual console. Like, oh, well, the Nintendo didn't do enough with the virtual console. Now we don't want a virtual console. We want an online streaming service. And then they do this and everyone's like, "Oh no, no. Now we want the virtual console back. Bring all the games back. Let me pay $7 or $8 or $15 piece for everything." I was like, there's no pleasing Nintendo fans, but they're also fucking lemmings. They're just gonna buy it anyway. So why do they bitch and complain about everything? Because they're just gonna pay for it anyway. They're just gonna they're just gonna jump off that metaphorical cliff that they do every time a new Zelda game comes out. Oh my god, this game doesn't look they're making another Zelda remake? Man, we just had this last generation. Why are they redoing it again? I gotta pay another $60. And they're like, and then it comes out and they're like, here you go, Mr. Nintendo. Here's my $60. <laughs> As they're jumping off the cliff to their death, it's because they have no restraint or morals or moral fiber and they just keep giving this company their money no wonder why nintendo can survive for generation after generation when their systems are shit because all the nintendo lemmings will buy anything that they make i swear to god it's just it's disgusting at this point get your shit together nintendo fans start telling start voicing with your wallet don't buy the online pass if you don't want them to keep doing this garbage
2: your thoughts kaly
0: I mean, I've never played Majora's Mask, and what you're telling me is I shouldn't play it on the Switch.
1: I mean, nope. you could skip that game entirely. Honestly, it'll probably just frustrate you anyway.
0: Okay, good point. There we go. <laughs> it's the all
1: most right. frustrating Zelda game ever made.
0: Wait, not Ocarina of Time.
1: No, that's just the most overrated. We don't have to. We don't have to talk. We could do this all day. <laughs> the bad, the best, <laughs> best ones linked to the past. The most <laughs> underrated one is probably either Minish Cap or I would say, I don't know. Maybe maybe Wind Waker? Or close. Zelda 2 maybe?
2: I don't think Wind Waker's underrated. I think it was initially initially panned because people had a complaint about the art style but couldn't, once people de- got their hands on it it, it became beloved.
1: It's sputtery it's smooth. I, I
2: think know. Skyward Sword is underrated
1: gameplay wise yes because i think it's one of the best zeldas ever made gameplay gameplay wise and as far as like the bosses go there's some of the coolest boss designs they've ever had in a zelda game and i wish they would go back to that style of boss battle where it's like you actually have to figure out how to kill a boss instead of like oh let's just hit it with a rock or a sword 500 times and it dies like i don't know we could do this all day what's what's next cly are we are we going to the topic of the show
2: i i had added two games on there
1: Oh, let's go. What are Oh,
0: they, Matt? I had no idea. I thought I made a mistake. Thank you. I'm no. so sorry. I was like, what is that?
1: Go for it, Matt. Introduce them.
2: Webbed, where you play as a spider, and you get to make your webs and catch flies and oh. other bugs. Wait,
0: wait, wait, wait.
1: Did you send that trailer to Tricky, please?
0: No, no, no. I have even better. What game is that? What game is, what system?
1: This is Nintendo Switch.
0: Anything else?
2: Not to my knowledge.
1: Damn it. Oh, we need to figure out. This is on PS5. I'm just going to gift it to him. But here you go. <laughs> <the> Bing! <laughs> it just drops in his mailbox. And I hope it's like a Rattalaka game so he can't play it for a year. He's just sitting there in his library. So every time he opens up his dashboard, he's got to stare at the spider. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it.
2: I guess scaring Tricky aside, it looks like a fun little uh, romp of being a spider and trying to solve spider things, and instead of being a Spider Man, you're just a spider.
1: That sounds pretty cool, though. That sounds different. Maybe that could. And be it like-
2: didn't look. Ex- I don't remember it being very expensive. Just a couple dollars, just to play as a spider and web things up. And then the other one was eighty-eight Antarctica. It, looking at this, I got thing vibes uh, from John Carpenter's classic '80s movie, but not so much finding like the mimic among you. It's. You're in Antarctica hunting monsters that are hunting you. It, it just looked neat. Graphics didn't look outstanding, but it was one of those things I saw and said, "Okay, this could be interesting to pick up and spend a couple hours on."
0: So, what is it like? Is it like a, a story game? Is it an RPG? First person,
2: first person shooter.
0: First person shooter.
1: Okay. Oh, interesting. Like Vana, like Tarak, kind of.
2: Yeah, the graphics are about on par with that, but yeah, it's it's got it literally had a monster that looked like a demogorgon from uh Stranger Things. That's actually what my wife had said right then and there. She's like demogorgon and I go, yeah, actually, kind of looks like it.
0: Yes, but, but uh, which by the way, your wife also said that she's not buying uh the new Pokemon game cuz she's waiting for three triangles.
2: Tri- <laughs> three triangle
0: triangles. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh also, I also can't wait till March 11th when Three Triangles comes out.
2: Anyways.
0: She's going to be so mad. I'm so sorry. But yeah,
2: I'm not touching that one with a 10-foot pole, Kalai. Thanks. Um,
0: <laughs> All right, let's get to them back. Is so yeah. the
2: sequel to Two Triangles? <laughs> <laughs> no, she actually did turn to me and goes, do you think I'd like uh, this Pokemon game? I go, I thought I bought you Pokemon that you haven't finished it. And then she corrected me. She finished Sword and Shield, uh she had finished um i think yeah i bought her moon back in the day so she had finished that so she yeah maybe she will be interested she's watching me play pretty heavily
0: all right so let's get to know matt matt was your first was your first console a nintendo are you like nintendo a new-
2: entertainment system
0: sweet you're an original all right Do you have any stories about getting your first Nintendo? Like I had a story about getting my first Nintendo. Joe had a story about getting his first Nintendo. Do you have a story about getting your first Nintendo?
2: Yes, I do. Uh, So my birthday is in October, as is my sister. And back in the day, we, my brother had bought a Sega master system and that was our predominant gaming system. Well, it was his, I just managed to get access to it. But, The Nintendo came out, and obviously being expensive back in the day, my uh, parents bought it for us as a co-present for me and my sister. Guess who got to use it more? Your sister? Not at all. (laughs) So (laughs) I became the gamer in the family, and my dad would uh, try to play the games with us, and we would trade lives. I got to play a lot more than my dad. (laughs) because he was horrible at it. And the running joke always was, hey, Matt, is it my turn? No, 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 no. So that was the story of us getting our first NES.
0: All right, so what type of games do you like to play?
2: I am predominantly a first-person shooter or real-time strategy player.
0: Really? I wouldn't get that. I wouldn't get that, because I know you don't play COD or anything.
2: Well, 1st persons. The big one was Team Fortress 2 back in 2007, and anything from there on has been I'm trying to think. Crisis was the big trilogy that I played. Every time those games caught, came out, I got them day one. And yes, I did have a PC that played Crisis, not very well, but it still played it.
0: <laughs> so wait, can your can your are you going to get the new Crisis Four?
2: My 3090 shudders at the thought of it.
0: Is that
1: fish is that officially what that game is? Is it gonna be
0: Crisis 4? Is that is
2: They that- just Crytek said they're working on a new Crisis game. They haven't announced anything of what it is. Um, but I also Real Time Strategy has been the other one hearkening back to the days of Command and Conquer. Uh my buddy and I would constantly be on Westwood. The uh, they had their own launcher that you could hook up to and play with other people online. Uh, StarCraft was the other love back in the day so shooters you know back to doom and wolfenstein and team fortress when that came out all the mods quake so those were really the games i could play because you couldn't play stuff like that on the consoles back in the day
0: now my next question i know the answer to but i know it's gonna be really funny and we'll get a lot of good uh, stories so what's your favorite weapon (laughs)
2: Is this related to a specific game?
0: No, I'm just saying.
1: This
2: just means in general, in any
1: game.
0: I know the answer though.
2: Ka- Kalai knows all too well that if you give me a flamethrower, nobody is safe.
0: Yes. Yeah, we played Far Cry Five together, and he just was like flamethrower, and I'm just standing there looking at my inventory. He's like, Kalai, you're on fire. Kalai, you're on fire. I'm like, what? Matt, you lit me on fire?
1: You gotta watch out. The flamethrower knows no bounds.
2: Yeah, everybody, out of my way, because I'm going to solve this shit for you.
1: <laughs> if you're if you're a human and you're in the way of the flamethrower, you're getting torched. You're like a marshmallow. It's it's over for you.
2: My rule of thumb is, I'm sorry, Joe.
1: No, go ahead. if it moves, burn it.
2: Yeah, no. My rule of thumb is uh, the every object is flammable. You just have to get it hot enough.
1: <laughs> I don't know what you and your wife do in your private time, but that's all for you guys.
2: Don't kink shame, Joe.
0: <laughs> I always spit out my beer.
1: Uh, so, what? What are your? What's the first game you ever played on Nintendo?
2: It would be Super Mario Brothers. We got it then. That was the first game we loaded up, and that's what got me hooked on gaming forever.
0: Follow-up question: Why do you make like to make so hard of a damn Super Mario Brothers level? <laughs>
2: Kalai refers to Mario Maker and Mario Maker <laughs> 2, and it's because I revel in others' pain. I watch <laughs> Wipeout for a reason. Same reason I make these levels in Mario Maker. Good luck.
1: Mario Maker's just wipeout that's just endless.
2: I still have to beat the levels just like the rest of you to post them. It's not my fault you all can't handle it. <laughs>
1: What it, do, you, do you remember the first time you played Mario sixty four?
2: Surprisingly, not on an N sixty four. I did not own an N sixty four system. I was oh goodness, what was the what was the war at that time? Sega don't Saturn. Like
1: a Sega, don't tell me you bought a Saturn. <laughs> I had a Saturn. Oh my god. <laughs> Why did you have to have Sonic Racing? Like what? Like what was your justification to buy behind Sega Saturn? I just want to hear this. What, what was it? my
2: justification? Virtual Fighter, Virtual Fighter, uh, see two. Crazy
1: Star, because I could see that. Like
2: no, uh, Nights into Dreams was the other game for that system. It's a great game. That's why I like buying Me-
0: I thought the only- yeah. I thought the only game on that system was Crazy Taxi. <laughs> that's
2: Dreamcast. No. that's Dreamcast. That was Dreamcast. Oh, oh,
0: that's Dreamcast. My bad
2: there was mech warrior two mech warrior two was on that system and if you know me i am a mech warrior fanatic as well as duke the nukem one? 3d
1: did you play the new mech warrior
2: mech warrior five yeah trash sorry
1: cory and uh, yeah my friend cory and his buddy brandon are playing it now and they're like this game's so good and i'm like i'm watching them play it and I'm like this is the shittiest mech warrior game i've ever seen
2: it got to certain points where there were missions. It was just ridiculous. The number of enemies they put on your screen And it. I've got tanks and helicopters trashing a battle mech. Sorry. That's shitty programming. No, shouldn't happen. So yeah, my first, my first Mario 64 probably was a number of years after N64 had come out. I, I, think i vaguely remember playing it on an N 64 but it was at a friend's house and back then same as i think now wow these controls are trash i can't play this game
1: they are controls you really have to get used to i'll say that even now even playing the remaster on the switch i'm like these are or they're, they're yeah, the yeah hd yeah it's they're they're i don't know why they paid them the way they were i mean i got used to them and i'm i i love them to this day just because they're they're a nintendo giant controller that's that's kind of how, how i put it but like I can see why you think they're trash because they
2: are. It was a product of the time, and I totally get it. And back then, it was what needed to be on the system because nobody had ever seen a controller like that. What really amazes me is I look at all these speedrunners now doing the things that they can do on that controller, and it blows my mind.
1: What blows my mind is Nintendo dedicated four fucking buttons to a camera. Like, that, <laughs> that, that was a thing for a whole generation. Like, just, just let that sink in, people. For a whole generation, we had camera buttons. That's literally what they were. How disgusting is that? Like They they wasted space on a controller for camera buttons. That showed you the state that platforming gaming was in at the time. That you had to have camera buttons to fix the camera angles so you could actually platform. Again, disgusting.
0: Do you have any other questions for Matt?
1: Uh, Matt, what's your favorite Nintendo game of all time?
0: Oh, that's a good one.
2: Nintendo First Party.
1: Yeah, yeah, let's go first party first. Yeah. Okay.
0: Do, 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 yeah. Do.
2: It's it's been I'm um, going through each system because I never had a Super Nintendo either. I never had a Nintendo, Super Nintendo, and I wow. never had a N64. I was I was Sega all the way and we saw how that how that uh laid out.
1: It, it's your wagon to the wrong wrong platform.
2: So probably i mean i'm going to have to go with legend of zelda and probably i think wind waker is probably my favorite zelda game of all time i
1: respect you because at least it's not ocarina of time like i had the
2: game (laughs) i had the gamecube I read all the things leading up to it. Look at its cartoonish controls, blah blah. Once you got your hands on that game and realized it was a dope ass Zelda ass Zelda game, collecting items, sailing the open seas. It had it had everything going for it. And I think everybody was too hung up on wanting that mature Zelda look that Twilight Princess eventually gave us and was okay but Wind Waker was a game that I played start to finish, enthralled, and it played so well. It played great on the on the GameCube, and it had everything Zelda needed to be a Zelda game. So, uh,
1: plus the pre order yeah. bonus was
2: so sweet, dude. Getting Ulcarina of Time with the master quests
1: and yeah, yeah. and the original <laughs> games too. Like I was like, oh, this is this is amazing, and. That that disc alone is probably one of my favorite Zelda discs I own. Like that that collection is just awesome to have on a disc.
2: It makes me sad that for a while there I was into trading my games back into GameStop, and I have long since stopped that because I realized, yeah, it may not be a year, maybe ten years down the line, but I'll realize, oh, I wanted to hold on to that game, which is why I now have the re meet, the remaster of Twilight Princess on the Wii U. I know everybody trashes the Wii U, but it was one Great of my system. favorite gaming consoles. I would
1: love to have a discussion with both of you about the Wii U because all of us liked the Wii U. We generally New topic.
2: Yeah.
0: Next 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 month's topic.
1: Yeah, I I have one one closing question. If what is the what is the worst first party Nintendo game of all time or the most disappointing to you? And I have a follow-up question, too. I actually have one more after this.
2: I... it's, It's... When you've gamed as many years as we have, it's hard for me to think back on dedicated Nintendo games that didn't muster up the excitement that others did. And maybe this is just me stalling for time, but I can't really think of... Anything that I've been super disappointed in from a first party Nintendo, I, I tend not to listen. You already you already saw me say that I like Skyward Sword, and there's so many people who trash Skyward Sword am, for what it I is. I am not
1: the biggest fan, but I, I I respect it, and I really expect what they try to do with the game.
2: Um, I have a feeling it, it goes down to Metroid. Uh, what was the three DS game? No, no, no! I never played other M, and there was a reason I didn't play other M. Actually, not a um, bad
1: game. It's just a bad game, if that makes sense.
2: Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, there was. It was the the Metroid game that they brought out in the 3ds that wasn't Metroid. It didn't have Samus. It was you as the hunter. Corps. Oh
1: my god! Federation Force. is yeah. in trash.
2: Yeah, I think that to me it's just disappointing because everybody had been clamoring for a Metroid game for so long, and Nintendo came out and said. Uh, here you go.
1: Here's and Metroid. we all
2: said, "Where's Samus?"
1: <laughs> Here's Metroid Four Swords Adventure. Pretty much. So,
2: I uh, may you know, put on the spot. I feel like that's going to be my answer right now.
1: I mean, mine's definitely uh, Star Fox Adventures because I'm like, we don't get a Star Fox game for forever, and then they give us Star Fox Adventure. Like, what the fuck? Like, and they continue to do this with Star Fox. I can
2: see that. Yeah.
1: And and Kid Icarus is probably my most disappointing game of all time. Only because the controls are so fucking bad. If the controls weren't terrible in that game, it didn't give you a hand cramp every time you tried to play it. And they put it on the Switch, now with two thumbsticks, oh my god, it'd be... It's, oh, the game is amazing. The multiplayer was amazing. Everything about Kid, Kid Icarus Uprising was absolutely fantastic. I want a sequel to that game so bad. And my follow-up question is what what dead Nintendo franchise, or dormant Nintendo franchise, would you want to see resurrected? It can't be Earthbound.
2: Hmm. I actually don't have a fondness for Earthbound that a lot of other people have. I never played them. I never tried doing the import to be able to play it.
0: <sighs> That's a hard question because Nintendo likes to beat all of their uh, all of their franchises to the ground. Or and not keep use going. them at
1: all. Or not use them at all. You know, either or. You know,
2: let's see if I can get an answer by looking at the old.
1: What do you think, Kali? Uh, what do you have? Do you have an answer to this question? What's a dormant franchise that you would want them to see them resurrect?
0: Ooh, my uh, Miis might give me some answers. That's a your, good question. Your Miebos,
1: not your Miis. I know Mibos. what you meant though. Yeah. Actually, technically, our Mies, that's actually pretty good observation on your part.
0: Uh, Kalai is currently drinking a double IPA. I
1: don't want excuses for your, your nonsensicalness on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> You've been gone for two months. You don't get a pass. <laughs> I want a new Kid Icarus game. That's what I want, and I want it just like Kid Icarus Uprising. I want it to be a on-rail shooter. I think they did really good. I think if they made if they made a remaster and then came out with a sequel, I think they would both sell really well on the Switch.
2: So before the last three years, I would have said Metroid because you know. I really enjoy the Metroid see- series, but then we got Dread, which I started playing and is fantastic. We have Metroid Prime Four coming whenever it comes, because that's that's what they're doing.
1: So, question for both of you: oh, do you think we'll be able to get Metroid Prime first or a PS5 first? Which one will be more readily available? Because I'm, I'm this thinking. I and also not and exactly. what's
0: drinking here, people.
1: Exactly. I don't think we're getting any of them either anytime soon, honestly. When you're, when you're still hiring designers to design your game, your game is nowhere near any, I, any in, a, in a showable state.
2: I think Metroid Prime 4 is at least four years off at this point, and we've been hearing about it for, what, two, three years? That's because they had to reboot the entire thing.
1: That's absolutely disgusting. I'll say it again. That's like the phrase of the week this week.
2: I'd rather they don't make it Prime 4. I I felt the Metroid Prime series sectioned off, did what it needed to do. I think they need to come up with something else.
1: Would you like to see there be another Hunter outside of Samus? Because I think it's time.
2: The, the problem is Samus is intertwined so... Intricately with the Metroids and what that means, and her history what, with, but what,
1: what if you killed Samus off and it was like her daughter because it's further in the future and her daughter is going out for revenge?
2: That would that would require Samus to get it on, and I don't like to think of Samus that way. Uh, I'm sure okay.
1: everyone thinks of Samus that way after those bikini explosions. You know,
2: <laughs> uh, I don't know. Maybe she gets together with Master Chief and they have a badass Spartan <laughs> bounty hunting daughter. I think there's, there's things they could do there if they were to extend the lineage past Samus. But like I said, with Federation Force, they tried to do a different type of Metroid, and everybody hated it with good reason. It wasn't what we wanted. Uh, I think to answer the question finally, we need a new traditional Star Fox. You know, Going back to the disappointed question, Star Fox about- Zero was not what it needed to be. But it was still a Star Fox game. I mean, but we need something back to be what Star Fox is supposed to be. I
1: just, I, I just, I just tired of them going, Hey, like this is Star Fox 64 from a different point of view, or it's in a different, it's in the same exact galaxy. And it's the same, it's almost the same exact story. Like, no, give me a new fucking game, a new game, not the same five planets that we go to every single game.
2: Not like, there's with no a game
1: that exist in the solar system. People like- give me the
2: R wing, give me the R tank. That's all I need. Maybe if you want to throw in a new thing, that's fine. But yeah, give us a decent story around it. No gimmick around the flying. Just give me the R wing with traditional controls flying in uh, what we need, what we've had in the past. And then make new planets, like Joe said. Make new story and give me a good Star Fox game again.
1: Make Star Fox great again, people.
0: All right. On that note, should we land this plane? Yeah, let's do it. All right, Thank you everybody for listening. If you like this show, please check out our other shows. We do have the Loot Bros podcast. Um, We also have a Patreon, which will allow you access to our episodes early. It will also give you, for $25, you can make one of us play a game. I guess, technically, that now includes Matt.
1: Oh, (laughs) sucks to be you, Matt. Guess who's getting picked next?
0: And if anybody cares, Matt owns every system, including Switch, PS5, oh, there we um, go, <laughs> Xbox Series X, and a PC.
1: <laughs> so make Matt complete mech warrior. Got
0: it. <laughs> um, and we do have the Comic Cast, and the, and as part of the Patreon, we do have the Superloop Brothers. So do check us out. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next month on the next episode of Driftcast.
1: Later, guys.
2: Peace.